Hello, and welcome to Public House Library. Uh, this is a podcast uh, done uh, by the team that brought you Go Folk Yourself. Um, <clears throat> we decided there is nothing we love more than reading, uh, and a lot of our time has become dedicated uh, within our commute, within work, uh, to actually exploring audiobooks. So we've actually all kind of grown a, a passion towards the audiobook. So what we've brought with Public House Library... Uh, we are recording audiobooks on stories that we love that are now in the public domain, uh, and we are doing so while surrounded with our friends and, uh, of course, enjoying libations and uh, spirits and uh, really whatever we want. But the moral of the story, <laughs> uh, if you listen to this podcast, uh, we will be covering different stories. We will also encourage you to either record your own and submit them or submit stories that you want us to read. Uh, so if you like the idea and you want to give this a try, uh, go ahead and click subscribe. Follow us. There will be more information as time goes on on how you can interact with us more. Uh, for now, uh, you can contact us through the Go Folk Yourself Twitter. Um, as obviously, not only are we a sister podcast, we are literally the same people. We are the same people. So like we, we are kindred spirits with that gold folk yourself, uh, podcast because it, it, it is us. So anyway, moral of the story, uh, check out this podcast. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, we're going to be covering a lot of things and there's a very purposeful reason that we decided to start this in the mon month of October, uh, as you will see, cause we got some uh, spooky stories coming up. They're spooky. Um, and don't think that we take this too seriously. There is a reason why we've encouraged alcohol and being surrounded by friends. You may not always hear everyone around us, but I assure you, one of the goals of this podcast is to break one another and to make it funny. So we are not going to be overdoing the professionalism for those of you who have gotten used to our personalities as they are and currently, you know, stand, uh, you will hear us break. You will hear uh, moments uh, that are actually hilarious, but you will also hear some really great performances. And I'm saying this because we've already recorded some of them and they're actually really good. So again, hit subscribe, listen in and uh, let us know what you think. Thank you so much. Victor played the jingle. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis a visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this, and nothing more. Ah, distinctly, I remember. It was in the bleak December." and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow. Vainly I had sought to borrow from my book's surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis 
some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. Some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This is it, and nothing more. Presently, my soul grew stronger, hesitating and then no longer. Sir, I said, or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore, but the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door. Darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into the darkness peering, Long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams, no mortar ever dared to dream before, but the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Merely this, and nothing more back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning. Soon again I heard the tapping, somewhat louder than before. Surely, I said, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see, then, what thereat is, and this mystery implore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when, with many a flirt and flutter, is there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with me and of lord or lady perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of palace just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance of war. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's Plutonian shore, quoth the raven. Nevermore! Much I marveled, this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore, for we could not help agreeing that no living human being ever yet blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast upon the sculpted bust above his chamber door, with such a name as... Nevermore! But the raven, sitting lonely on the placid bus, spoke only. That one word, as if his soul, that one word he did outpour, nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely moved a mutter. Other friends have flown before, on the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, Nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply, so aptly spoken. Doubtless, said I, what it utters is only stock and store, caught from some unhappy master, whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never, never more. The raven, still beguiling all my fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of the bird and bust and door. Then, upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking, fancy unto fancy thinking, what ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking. Nevermore! This I sat engaged in guessing, 
but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining, on the cushion's velvet lining that lamplight gloated o'er, but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er she shall press, ah, nevermore. Then methought the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer, swung by seraphim, whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee. By these angels he hath sent thee. Respite, respite and nepenthe from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh, quaff this nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still if bird or devil, whether tempter sent or whether tempest tossed thee here ashore, desolate yet all undaunted, on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me, truly I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by what God we both adore, tell this soul with sorrow laden, within that distant Aden, it shall clasp a sainted maiden, whom the angels name Lenore, clasp a rare and ragent maiden, whom the angels name Lenore, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Be that word or sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked, upstarting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Be that word or sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked, upstarting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit thy bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door, quoth the raven. Nevermore. And the raven... Never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting, on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door, and his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming, and the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor, and my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. Wow, Brett, that was really good. Thank you. So, thank uh, you. Hey, uh, welcome, welcome everybody. If you just finished that, we're going to quickly discuss the Raven uh, by Edgar Allan Poe, uh, which I realize we also forgot to intro. Oh, that's fine. Did it really need an intro? Doesn't need an intro. I don't think so. So, uh, if someone were writing a book report about this or had to write a report in the class, Brett, what are the important themes? Uh, that there is no life after death and everything is fucked and you're uh, having a bad time. Perfect. Victor, play the jingle. Guys, what jingle? Play it one more time for us, Vic. Thanks, give it, man. Give a second jingle. Have... Ah, beautiful. Uh, what else we got in the theming on this? I know it's got a lot of religious undertones, but uh, what, what, is it, what is it saying about Edgar Allan Poe at the time that he wrote mm, this? Going through a very, very bad time. This is a time in his life where nothing, nothing seems to be going right and... Uh, here we are in a moment of great sadness, being plagued and looking for hope and only finding nothing. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. It's it's 
It's it's Edgar Allan Poe at his absolute, not his lowest point, but getting there, right? Mm-hmm. Like on the road to his lowest point. Yeah. And realizing from within himself that there is nothing that could pick him up beyond himself and himself being too weak to do so. Yeah, Victor, yeah. play the jingle. I think that's an important second theme. So go ahead and play Bam. the jingle. Again, Dan, I don't have a... Perfect jingle. Love that jingle. Really? What else uh, What else we got for those who uh, skipped to the end or listened all the way through to this point? What else should they mention at their book clubs that they uh, really should just actually read the things themselves for? I don't know. Let's see here. You know, you want some... Uh... We have all sorts of really cool stuff in here. We've got some classical references. We have the bust of Palace. We have mm-hmm. some wonderful Catholicism references in there with yeah. the swinging censer. Uh, so there's Gilead. lots of yeah, Balm and Gilead straight from the Bible. There yeah, that go. was that was great. Uh-huh. I, I, you don't hear Gilead referenced often. Uh, uh, I think the only other place I can think of besides the Bible itself was uh, the Dark Tower series. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, which That's is not public domain. Not public and domain. We will not be covering that. We we shan't be doing that unless Stephen King gives us permission, and mm-hmm. then we will. Yeah, we'll Happily. ask him on the internet. I've got a great Roland voice, and uh, our friend Ethan can do a great Eddie Dean. He doesn't know that yet, but uh, yep, uh, Ethan is Eddie Dean. Victor, play the jingle. Uh, all right, sure. Here, no, 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 can't. Thank you, Victor. Thanks, Victor. That's great. So. Anything you want to add on this one? Because I think we've covered this pretty well. It was a little nice little short poem. Yeah. Spooky for the month of October. Spooky and yet uh, humorous. It's weird. It's almost like that raven uh, was pretty funny. Funny guy. Pretty funny fellow. Baby. I'm surprised I didn't break you. I really tried. It's impossible, Dan. I'll get you eventually. All those years of Dungeons and Dragons, Dan. I'll All get you eventually. You, you mark my words, Brett. One day, when you least expect it, I will do You're a voice try and get me? that you will not expect. And you will break, and we will keep it in there. I look forward to it. Nevermore. Nevermore, indeed. Victor, play the outro and another jingle for fun. Uh, banana nut. Thank you for listening to Public House Library. Uh, if you have your own story that you'd like to cover, please, by all means, record it. Just make sure that it is public domain. Uh, make sure that you uh, try to record the best quality that you can. Uh, we always encourage to be surrounded by friends and libations. It tends to help with the theatrics. And if you want it done really well, request that Brett do your narration. No, I don't mean to do your own story. I mean, if they want to record their own, Brett. Brett will also re- record your erotic fan fiction, as we've discussed I many primarily times. focus on erotic fan fiction yep. slash erotic fan fiction. Yep, it's really, it's creepy. But uh, please make sure to subscribe. That's very important. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, of course, uh, listen to our other podcast, Go Folk Yourself, if you want to hear us talk a little bit more free form. Yeah, that's about... where we cuss a lot and talk about ghosts and Sasquatches. Sasquatches. It's actually probably while you're here because you listen to Go Folk Yourself. but And this is on that feed, too. I figure so we might as well say both. So, uh, hey, thank you so much. Uh, let's raise a glass, everyone. Uh, cheers, cheers to literacy. Yeah. Go read a book, y'all. <laughs> Victor, play, uh, play a jingle. So, but, uh, maybe so one I'm, more jingle. I'm pretty unclear on that. We do have a jingle. We have a right? jingle. I'm pretty positive we have a jingle, so just go ahead and hit the play button on the jingle. Just press the button, Vic. Do you have the jingle machine? They call it a jingle hammer. Jingle Meister 2000. <laughs>